0: How to handle mediocre sex with an amazing person. 22-year-old female seeking, sorry, seeing, not seeking. She's got it covered. She found him. Okay. 22-year-old female seeing a 28-year-old male who is amazing, perfect personality, and I'm crazy attracted to him. But last night we did the deed. And it wasn't terrible. But it was a little awkward. Okay. He said like three times how he hadn't had sex in a while, which is okay. I get he was just letting me know. But if I wasn't the person I am or so enthusiastic, it would have been a little boring. I know he didn't want to come until I did. But I already knew I wasn't going to from the start. So he finishes and says he felt bad I didn't come. But I just start kissing him and reassure him that everything is great and he's great. And I don't plan on t- uh, talking to him over this plan on not talking to him over this, but I'm a super sexual person. And if we just don't match on that level, I don't know what kind of relationship we'll have any advice on handling this or improving the sex in any way.
1: Hmm. Morgan, do you you want to start this one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I sure can. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that the, the first thing to say is that there's plenty of advice we can give to, uh, handle this and improve the sex Mm -hmm. absolutely but I definitely understand your concern I mean I've had situations you know somewhat like this slightly like this whatever does Um, it ever get better? Absolutely
1: yeah that's um, it almost
0: always gets better I
1: want to just start off telling her that there you go give it another shot maybe it, it could be psychologically um he's taking on a lot of responsibility for having sex the right way could be the first time maybe he's in his head maybe he just doesn't have the confidence because it, it has been a really long time i don't know what that that means yeah. for him that could be years it could be weeks um
0: yes however uh-huh. um
1: what can you tell right away what's
0: w- one thing that's interesting to note is the age gap Oh, what was it? It, She's 22 and he's 28. So in that situation, you would expect him to have a lot more sexual experience than her, which is, of course, I'm generalizing. Not always a case, but just sheer amount of years and sometimes gender wise. That's how she could have
1: started at 12 and he started at 26.
0: Well, in this case, could be that. (laughs) Um, But I think one of the things that. I want to talk about, which is at least drawing on what this means for me and my own personal sexual mm-hmm. experience, is she says um she knew he she wasn't gonna come from the start. Okay. So to me, when that's the case for me,
1: is that, that a self-fulfilling prophecy? Is it
0: no. What it means is there is no foreplay. Oh, okay. It it means that there's Not that beginning understanding of what turns her on that's being implemented with any length of time. Like, look, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not that. But for me, the trajectory, the pace, the procession from um, kissing, touching to clitoral stimulation to vaginal situation, you know, To me, that really determines if I'm going to come or not because Mm -hmm. they have to lay – there has to be groundwork laying enough so that it builds up my sensitivity, interest, spark to to that – so that when it gets to penetration, you're already close. Okay. And if that's not happening, which seems fairly obvious to me that that isn't happening – that's an issue that starts <laughs> – bless you. Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> um, that's an issue that starts way before, you know, step one of the sexual encounter where you guys need to have a bit of a conversation about what do you like? What don't you like? And especially in the area of foreplay, what's going to turn you on in that beginning phase and and build momentum and maybe even requires a little bit of coaching – as far as interpreting your specific physical signals of when something feels good or it doesn't, when you need to move on to something else or when you want to keep doing something to the same extent repetitively. Sometimes sometimes for me, I need to have a sudden sort of change of momentum in order to stay engaged. And sometimes I need the exact same thing for a long time in order to continue mm-hmm. to feel stimulated. So I think that the... Conversation outside of the bedroom before you're actually in the heat of the moment and he's maybe feeling shaky or awkward or whatever. Um, a time where he's not worried about his actual live performance is where that conversation needs to start about what are the things that you like? What turns you on? How can he do it? And you can even, you can show him on his hand with fingers and pressure and, you know, rhythm. Start there.
1: Yeah, you can turn the hand or the fingers into a, sex organ basically by rerouting your attention <laughs> to that area. Yeah. Um so you guys could like go down on each other's hands. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> um I think having some type of a constraint, um something that you have to get to uh, the next time that you feel some type of passion that you like hook up in any way, that could be a good way to model like the type of foreplay that you want to have if Morgan's theory is correct that there just wasn't enough um you can slow things down and do it kind of just like um as a long term build up like spread that foreplay out so that it's not something that's just connected to the actual event of penetration um and then you're building desire over a longer period of time which I think makes all of your interactions more fun more spicy um I wonder if it's definitely that or if she's somebody who's just decided that they don't – or found that they don't get off from penetrative sex. Um, Definitely possible. So maybe just thinking like if it's not oral or there's not a toy involved or some type of manual stimulation, then she's not going to get off. And um, That's something that you can talk about with this guy. Uh, If you really like him (laughs) – And you're attracted to him physically. That's, I think, the part that um, is the X factor here. Because, of course, you can be close friends um, if you don't want to have sex with him. Or um, even some type of, like, romantic, non-sexual relationship, people can do that, too. That might sound outdated or or strange in these times, but um, that could be the ideal settling point for you guys if you continue to have sex and it doesn't get any better. It's just not what you're looking for. Um, I think keep trying though. It might be totally different the second time or might just gradually get more comfortable with each other. And um, I think if he's upset about receiving instruction, that's an insecurity on his part and it might lead to more uncomfortable conversations, but ones that allow for a lot of growth. um, I think guys who have had a, a decent amount of good sex understand that uh, each person is different and you have to learn them. If you just like apply the same script, the same timing and pressure and the same like routine, whatever your expectations are from the last person that you were with, it might be totally wrong for the next person. And
0: then you're not present. You're not Mm -hmm. watching the person to see how the things that you're doing are actually affecting them Mm -hmm. and living in that moment and exploring and playing. You're just going, okay, time to have sex, bee boop, I enter in the program and I check the box and no one wants to have that kind of sex. Yeah. Well, maybe some people, because that kind (laughs) of sex gets had a lot. So (laughs) some people obviously want it or default to it. (laughs) But I
1: think as a protection mechanism of like, Mm. okay, I'll just do the thing that I'm used to and then I don't, it's like a, it's a less vulnerable way for a lot of people, I think, to just check that box or like uh, give themselves that um, pat on the back, that confidence boost yeah um this makes me want to suggest that sensate focus play of not being allowed that's why i said like some type of constraint the next time Mm. where you have to go to something or you're in some place where it would be inappropriate to have sex but um just make a game out of touching each other's arms or your backs or something that's non-sexual but um has that I mean non-sexual as in like non-genital, but has that uh, sexual energy and um, you're very focused on the way that you're touching each other and some type of building excitement.
0: And play, I think, is really what you're alluding to. Making it a game makes it about something other than reaching an end point.
1: Set up a pattern of uh, three strokes and then a tap and then one time don't tap and (laughs) leave the person in anticipation. That type of thing of making them anticipate a certain outcome and then not giving it sometimes and then giving it other times. That's playfulness.
0: Yeah. And I, I I also want to explore a little bit of the other side, which is maybe you're not that great a fit or sexually compatible. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know at this point. It's way too soon to tell. You don't have enough data. I mean, it's great that you found someone who you are attracted to and interested in. You love their personality. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And yeah, there is a chance that you won't have the sexual chemistry you need. Maybe there will be a mismatch in libido. Maybe there will be a mismatch in just the ways that you like to have sex, the things that you like to do during sex. Um, and of course, that would be a shame. And that is something that you may have to you may realize after having more experiences with this person. And and that's OK. I really want to make sure that you don't discount your own sense of what do i want sexually mm-hmm. what do i need sexually and you you can and do deserve to get those needs met that's it and if this person can't right now deliver that or you know your attraction to him starts to wane because you're always having to reassure him that could be symptomatic of a, another issue a, a confidence issue that that you're not going to solve i mean that that i've definitely had a lot of experience with um where you just realize okay this this insecurity goes deeper than just how this person shows up in the bedroom and you don't have to take on this big project of fixing that for him you may not be able to right um but if you want to have that Patience, and you want to build that sexual chemistry together and create new experiences and and you know a, a safe container for there to be mistakes and uneven, you know, sexual gratification sometimes, then great, go for it. But don't let yourself get into a habit of thinking it's it's on me to make this work, and then it leads to resentment frustration you feel like you're not going to find someone who has what you need in all the domains
1: Mm -hmm. i think on your own comparing this to whatever your benchmark sexual experience it looks positive whatever your ideal is um and then trying to pick apart like what are the aspects of that experience that this is missing um be better to communicate those things as a generality to your new partner, like asking for a specific pacing or um, way of talking to you or way of touching you that uh, somebody else did without like telling him directly who that was and why that was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think if I could give myself (laughs) some advice, Mm. As a 22 year old, Mm -hmm. um, which granted, I I don't think that uh, I'm I'm sure that you are more mature (laughs) than I was when I was 22, um, especially fumbling around in the um, sexual department. Just be you have to be more communicative of your needs than maybe you think you do Mm -hmm. really be specific instruct them. Because again, if they get butthurt about it and you're worried about protecting their feelings, you're never going to get your needs met. I did that for way too long. I still am dealing with some of that, the residuals of that, um, and working to stretch it across every aspect of sex with new partners. But every partner I have, every new encounter I have, I get a little bit better at it. I get a little more confident getting my needs met. And This person clearly wants to please you because they're insecure about not doing it. So feel confident in that. They want to make this happen for you. They want to have a positive sexual experience with you and do what you can to um, help that along the way and don't worry about, is it going to be rude? Am I going to hurt his feelings? This, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. If you get to the end of that road of instruction or um you know training and it, it, it doesn't pan out it doesn't pan out yeah don't be afraid to not to to not get there to get there and then not you know what i'm saying do do you
1: no it, don't
0: be so afraid about the process of communicating your needs that you never realize that he's not going to meet them
1: You yes okay
0: Communicate them. He's either going to be able to meet them or not. Right. And pay attention to your own levels of frustration as you work on this. Basically
1: try and don't <laughs> don't like <laughs> throw this away before giving it a, a shot uh, if you are really as excited about this person as right. you say you are.
0: Right. Right. But notice when you feel like you have given yeah, it a and shot. And be
1: willing to let it go at that time.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Good. Awesome.
1: All right, guys. Let's start the episode. Free advice. Free advice. Free advice. Free advice. Free advice. Free advice. Free, free advice. Free advice. Would you like free advice? Free advice. Free advice, to... free advice. Free advice. Free advice, advice. Forever.
0: Welcome back to Free Advice. Episode yeah. 67. Yeah. That's Rob Zaleski.
1: And that's Morgan Beard.
0: And we are here week after week consistently
1: strong after strong
0: bringing (laughs) bringing you the best tips that money is not buying Mm
1: -hmm. the freest (laughs) shit that we read on the internet or talked about with one of our friends once maybe picked up in a psychology class way back in the day something like that and we're just laying it all out there for you
0: yeah we want to help you get the answers that you need Have the life experiences that you want to have. And And remind you
1: of what you already know.
0: Remind you of what you already know. What's latent within us Mm. all. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because you're special. Mm -hmm. With or without us.
1: But even more so with us.
0: But even more so with (laughs) us. (laughs) Because we're great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you can can be too. What? And you can be, too, if you listen. Yeah, yeah. And if you write in, and if you (laughs) like, subscribe, comment, share, all Oh, yeah, wow.
0: Extra, (laughs) higher heights of greatness are achievable for you (laughs) if you do those
1: things. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You'll feel it immediately coursing through your veins. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of the greatness. I'm rich with great power.
1: Hey, Morgan, I need some advice.
0: Oh, my God. Please lay it on me.
1: How do you stay cool in this summer heat?
0: Oh, my God. What do you do?
1: Cucumbers. What do you do? wait? What do I do with a cucumber? I don't know.
0: A Part of me just wanted to be like, yeah, cool as a cucumber. But you can slice oh, them. Where does that put expression come eyes. from? How you feel when you put them on your eyes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they are cool to the touch. They're refreshing. They're one of the. Mo- I would argue do the you, most refreshing
1: vegetable. Do you have to put a uh, face mask on to put the cucumber slices on your eyes? I never really see women on TV with that. I don't even see this in person. No,
0: it's like a common like spa trope. But you can just slice a cucumber and put them on your eyes. You can really do anything, put anything cold on your eyes.
1: Even lemons?
0: Ooh, I wouldn't recommend Lemon lemons. Lemon slices? I wouldn't recommend lemons. Orange slices? slices. No, probably not Lime citrus. Lime slices? Not citrus. Not citrus. Pineapple. Okay. I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. Nothing that's going to sting. This is like a no tears L'Oreal okay. kind of situation. Okay. So one thing that I would do if I was like... Out in public, and I was really hot, like at a restaurant or something. Go into the bathroom and run cold water on your wrists. Ooh. Pat your neck with okay. like cool paper towels. Really, any area of skin where you have lots of veins running through it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is expose that area to something cold, and your blood cools down a little bit, gets distributed throughout your body. Nice. So that's one way to do it: cool washcloth. One what of those little. What if water masks. in
1: there is only room temperature anyway? When you run the sink, even if it's just the cold knob then yeah, what about that? best
0: case scenario, you're slightly cleaner. Okay. And you can imagine. You know what you can do in that situation? Hmm. You can imagine Blow yourself being even hotter than you are, and then you'll be like, oh, I feel a little cooler by comparison. Ah. Uh, this is called the fake comparison hypothesis.
1: <laughs> so you could set your lock screen to a volcano on your phone and then hold that up to your eyes?
0: And then be like, wow, thank God I'm not on that volcano. I'd be much hotter if I were.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could set your your home screen once you've opened the phone to an igloo.
0: Whoa, what a dramatic change in temper. what yeah. a temperature, what a journey we're on. Yeah, you could do that. Absolutely. Okay. Goodbye, could buy a
1: fan. I'm then. satisfied with that. Oh, yeah, one of those little fans <laughs> with a squirt bottle.
0: Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: How, is, how are squirt bottles? Do you think droplets generally are just morpho like mist you know how the Chick-fil-A has that like misting, uh, Mr. Mister, I think they're called.
0: Never heard of this. Misting systems. Where on Chick-fil-A?
1: The Chick-fil-A at the corner of Sunset. <laughs> no, no. <and laughs> no, I don't
0: want to know where the Chick-fil-A is. <laughs> oh. What part of the Chick-fil-A process has a mister indi- inter- Mister integrated into like, it?
1: Like the whole awning, the overhang of the roof. Has oh, so when you
0: walk in, you get. So missed. that
1: like as you're in line, I think it even hits the tables where people are dining. Wow. I don't know if there's still dining going on during coronavirus. But I'm wondering if, if vapor, mist, droplets generally is going to be falling out of fashion because of our associations with droplets and illness.
0: Mm. Possibly.
1: I think I think the Mr. Mr. things probably going to be used a little less even at open events. That's sad. Yeah, I love those things. You yeah. go to a theme park and they got the cool oh, mist right blowing down. on you. Yeah. yeah.
0: RIP. <laughs> All <this> right.
1: <laughs> but you can get a little bottle of, for your own that has the tiny fan on it, a little three yeah. inch diameter.
0: So some people would say, huh? drink a cool beverage immediately. You're going to be cool because uh. you're holding it. You're whatever, whatever. Some people Hold would say, face, drink yeah. a hot beverage because then says it. That?
1: Like a people, spicy I beverage?
0: Think cultures No, like temperature hot. Like drink a hot tea.
1: A spicy beverage, I understand, because then you sweat and that cools you off. That's why spicy things uh. exist in hot places.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that idea of like, you, you get your overall system. Like, I think it's, 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 I think it's a longer term benefit than if you just like have a cool drink and you're like, cool, this feels good because I'm hot. But like, if you actually change your internal temperature, because it's calibrating to something hot, mm-hmm. it's like the patient person's fix <laughs> for the temperature versus just wanting that quick That quick hit of cool, coolness.
1: Okay. I'll try drinking a hot drink.
0: Do two experiments. Drink a hot drink. See how that affects you for the next, like, hour. Drink a cool drink.
1: My gut's telling me I'm going to prefer the cool drink.
0: I think you will. Yeah, the subjective experience is going to be nice. We'll
1: see, though. Maybe it's, you know, training. Maybe I'm upping my tolerance, my endurance for it.
0: Sometimes I'll just take an ice cube in a paper towel and just you know Ooh, that put it good. around. Like you know you would do that if you had one like of those a
1: Viva ankle. paper towels. That's basically like a washable cloth.
0: <laughs> you can use whatever kind of thin cloth, paper, or otherwise. That but you they're want.
1: really a cut above. I was speaking to a makeup artist who was like, "Yeah, I only use Viva for my makeup application or removal wow. uses."
0: I don't know much about the different like comparing oh, paper towel brands. Oh, Viva is
1: like you could wipe your butt with it if your toilet septic system was capable of handling that You could wipe paper. your
0: butt with any kind of paper towel.
1: Would you want to with the one That's with the little divots, different. the little like the ones that are kind of like corduroy?
0: If you like a slightly scratchier situation on your, like sensation on your butt, maybe. I don't. Maybe some people really like to wipe their butts. If you're listening to this right now and you like wiping your butt with a rough, surface paper towel please let us know the brillo
1: pad perhaps give
0: us an idea of why that is you're
1: a steel wool wiper
0: help us understand you yuck (laughs) um any other questions that you have or should we
1: yeah do you need any advice is there anything that i can help you with
0: um let's see what's going on in my life right now ah all right i i've i've encountered a lot of advice for this particular question oh i Theoretically, it's an area that I'm an expert in. I oh, am. Okay. But I'm curious what you have to say about it. So Sounds like
1: a trap to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not intended to be a trap.
1: I'm going to walk very carefully through this minefield you've laid out.
0: <laughs> so um, as you know, I'm a professional organizer. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot about what that looks like to help other people go through their stuff. And I am working on a large scale decluttering project of my own. Okay. Just trying to get rid of really the maximum things I can in my apartment, possibly even large furniture, and just simplifying my overall lifestyle. But it's hard to let things go because you wonder, when will I need this? Maybe, uh, uh, you know, you think it's really serving you, but maybe the space would be doing better. What tips might you have about decluttering and uh, saying goodbye to things that you recognize aren't bringing you optimal results
1: okay good question I I think it uh, can be very specific depending on the thing like if it has sentimental attachment to a person who's gone it might be one way to let go of that versus if it's just something that you feel like it was expensive and if you get rid of it too soon then you like wasted money and that makes you a, a poor judge of value or something like that so it depends on the thing um but generally I think uh Imagining, even writing down or practicing what you're going to do with that space mm. when it's open. Um, like say that you're imagining doing a floor yoga workout in a spot where you've got a desk. Or like a, <laughs> a side, you know, yeah. something useless like a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Try doing that floor yoga workout under the desk and feel how cramped it is. And really like suffer through that, and then you'll be like, "Wow, oh, this desk fucking sucks." You'll cultivate those negative feelings for the desk, make it easier to remove. Um, say you've got too many shoes. Put on one of the pairs of shoes that sucks, and wear them around the house and feel the the like. Okay, I'm not. This isn't comfortable. They don't look nice. Just like let them suck. And then I think that that'll probably you'll be able to generalize that hatred to all the other shoes. <laughs> You don't have to go through every individual I don't wear pair. shoes anymore. Because <laughs> I
0: have one pair that sucks. So I threw them all out.
1: <laughs> shoes are one of the things that I hold on to for too long. That really? I Yeah. I've got shoes in my closet that don't take up too much space. I've done a
0: pretty good job paring down my shoes. Uh,
1: Oh, that's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You could probably tell exactly when I thought of that because I like got that little smirk on my face. Yeah,
1: I knew something was coming.
0: A little (laughs) self-knowing smirk. That's a a really good um, piece of advice, the idea of just sort of like – imagining immersing yourself in you know either the positives of, of what the results will look like once you've decluttered or the suckage of not having yet decluttered and thinking about what how will this space be better once it's mm-hmm. done how will it not suck anymore thanks I won't be doing yoga under my desk that's for sure try to do a three-legged dog under a desk yeah right just stick your leg all the way up <laughs> in the air it wouldn't work the point is it wouldn't work
1: maybe if it's a light desk yeah it's kind of a weight
0: so speaking of bad ideas Ooh. I've got a question. From Reddit? From Reddit. Tell me about it. Throwaway 409667. So a this person may disappear in the night. Okay. <laughs> Bad idea or what? Ooh. I was going to use the subreddit gone wild or other NSFW, not safe for work, subreddits to post nudes. Bad idea or what? I'm single and kind of bored. I don't want to post my face or anything that would identify me wondering if it's still a bad idea to do this I think it could be harmless at least right now I think it could be harmless
1: they repeated it I think it could be harmless twice
0: I think it could be harmless at least right now I think it could be
1: harmless <laughs> <laughs> okay so it sounds like you're worried that it might be harmful <laughs> what <laughs> I'm, like I'm it. hearing reading between those two lines about yeah that yeah. it's harmless it's harmless it's harmless so, for now it's harmless
0: yeah so is it a bad idea single and bored is it a bad idea two post nudes
1: Okay. You said no face in them.
0: No face. Nothing that would identify them. Okay. What would be the potential consequences even if they you know, they weren't identifiable? Why might it be a bad idea? Or what?
1: Yeah, or what? <laughs> I mean, if you can, I think that there's more ways to identify a person than the face. So I want to help you if you want to do this. Uh, cover your bases so you can sleep well at night that like you didn't leave that tattoo of your full name and address in the frame. (laughs) Even getting that tattoo, I think, was a risk. Uh, You're kind of committing to not having an anonymous, sexy online life. Um,
0: (laughs) You've thrown out all your options.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They should have a talk with you at the parlor before they give you that tattoo. But, um... Okay, the background of your dwelling is one thing. If you have any, like, um... Okay, remember when the fappening happened maybe four years ago? There was a huge – five years ago, perhaps. There was a big leak of celebrity nudes Oh. that um, –
0: Called the fappening? It
1: was called the fappening, a reference to that Mark Wahlberg movie, The Happening. Right, right. Um, but fap is a sound that people use to, to denote masturbating. Okay. Like an onomatopoeia for it. Fap, got, fap, got it, got fap,
0: it, got it. I really like got it now. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else still confused? <laughs> I like think we got it.
1: Maybe it's more of like a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, was one, there was one thing we used to do that was like, oh, it sounds exactly like what? it. Is you you pinch both sides of your cheeks and you cheeks. pull them apart and b- bring them together quickly. It sounds like this.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I would call that a gluck more than a fap. <laughs> if we're, if I'll let we're you, still we'll let you the... guys hear
0: it again. You can decide. Okay. Gluck or fap? The yeah. 2020 debate. You're right. It's a little glucky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The the yeah, yeah. c sound more than a p sound. It's wetter. Yeah. Yeah. Fap would be dry. Gluck is for wetness.
0: Yeah. So great.
1: Okay. Um, back to the question at hand. Um,
0: You're worried about identifying things. Someone
1: so. being, yeah. Um, what happened to the fappening? In the fappening, I remembered these people posting these analyses of like, okay, this isn't a face. This, this shot doesn't have a person's face in it, but if you look at this picture of Emmy Rossum that she posted <laughs> to her Instagram or, or whoever it was, um, right. she's got this mole on her arm and then this mole on her uh, abdomen. And then if you can find the same like two moles in the same positions on a person sure. that you theorize... The people were able to, like, triangulate and uh, okay. figure out who was – So who. it's
0: it – kind sleuth- of requires
1: you being a, a famous person. That's what or, I was going to say. It's interest, sleuth-outable,
0: yeah. but, like, for throwaway 409667, no offense. If you're not Emmy Rossum, who's really going to that length to, to put the pieces together? I, I don't think the worry is so much about, like, can they be identified as much as, like, what are other potential negative consequences of doing this? Maybe psychological ones. Maybe what kind of feedback you would get. Yeah. Like, assuming that we're crossing our, we're ch- checking our T's and I's and bases and all those things of like, okay, this person's not going to be easily identifiable, no tattoos of the address. What are the other potential things that would make this a bad idea?
1: Yeah, it, it could attract attention from somebody that, uh, Gives you more attention than you want. Yeah.
0: Or... Or from a person that you don't want attention from.
1: Yeah, somebody that you dislike their other values. Maybe they're a Nazi or something. Or, or
0: they're just a creep.
1: Just a creep, yeah. Um, but if you, you be, post it
0: on a throwaway account... Mm,
1: right. It should you just, just be get a flood of it. messages from that person.
0: And then you're like, bye bye
1: Yeah, I blocked them it or anyway. Something.
0: Dust off the shoulders. hmm Yeah.
1: Um... It might be surprisingly hurtful to receive mm. some type of mean feedback from them um, or critical of your body it, in some way. Yeah,
0: Or it may just be disappointing because it's not positive n- feedback that you want. Yeah, or <laughs> you just, just get nothing. Yeah. yeah, so that's something to think about. You it might sc- scratch the this
1: itch better by just finding somebody to have some type of a live uh, webcam sex with or... Or sexting. Sexting, some yeah. type of like... Uh, riding each other with a, uh, an individual that you pick. Um, but the excitement of this might be imagining that it could be anybody who uh, sees you. I don't know. Yeah, if-
0: I, th- I think that for me, the the main thing I really want, I want this person to think about is yeah. like, what really is your motive? Okay, you're single and you're bored. Are you looking to attract someone for a relationship or are you just looking to get... Some kind of sexual stimulation, some kind of flattery, isolating what really is the purpose? What Probably are you really looking for? Getting to, get
1: to out feel hot and like desired.
0: Right. Okay. So, what else could achieve this? Mm-hmm. This may be the best way or maybe a perfectly fine way to do it, but there may be something less risky that you can do or maybe something that would even get you a better result than whatever would happen from this. But I think hmm. the unpredictability is probably the biggest potential drawback.
1: So in that case, the um, uh, the other way to get the satisfaction might be like just post more tame, less uh, nude pictures mm. on some type of social media that you feel sexy in. Um, I think that might be a more traditional route of getting this type of feedback or validation or feeling. Yeah. Um,
0: or even, you know, sometimes we... I do this. Hmm. Sometimes what I really want is something deeper than sexual validation, Mm -hmm. but it might be easy or, you know, something that we've already associated with getting the type of validation that feels good to put ourselves out there sexually. But maybe you want a hug. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, this sounds really oversimplified and maybe sort of silly, but... Maybe you want to hug. Maybe you want to know what people like about you. Maybe you just want to feel seen and not necessarily in your nudity. Yeah. Um, And so if that's something that sounds appealing to you on any level, and even if it doesn't really, but or if you're listening to this and this isn't your question, whatever the fuck, I advise anyone to do this. What? Go out to... Three of your closest friends or three people who really you feel like know you and love you and just ask them what they like about you. What are their your best qualities? Mm. And you're going to get such lovely feedback back. It, it might not mean that you don't want to show your naked body to strangers. Fine. Great. But
1: they might say that your willingness to do that is what they love about you. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> but you surely will get something that will make you feel good yeah. and feel um, validated just in your Personhood and your essence, and that might solve something deeper than a stranger online telling you they like your tummy. I don't know what (laughs) I don't know what happens in this situation. (laughs) Hey, nice belly button. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So really, I guess my recommendation is do both if you want to, but definitely try asking people that love you what they like. I like that. Try
1: that first. Try that
0: first. Why not? Less risky, guaranteed positive result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Good question.
1: I I hope to hear what happens with this one. I I doubt we'll get a follow-up. If
0: If you hear this and you want to talk to us about it, or if you are not this person and you try that, try asking your friends what they love about you, let us know.
1: If you want to just send us your nudes and we can describe them on the air, (laughs) you could do that anonymously.
0: Oh my God, please do that. And then our descriptions
1: are not going to be detailed enough for someone to identify you.
0: Please do that. If you want to send us your nudes to describe visually... To our fan base. And we'll really
1: probably stable. lean enthusiastic and positive. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we'll will find totally something ignore that to, weird to be mole. really
1: stoked about. <laughs> that weird hole.
0: That weird mole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Free podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Maybe make the subject title nudes. <laughs> Just so we know it's coming. Yeah. So how about another bad idea? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shocked. Okay. If you think so.
0: Um, I do. Okay. As I will explain after I read this question.
1: Alright. Hit me with it.
0: Alright. This one comes to us from Zentris it's X E N T R I S X. Zentrix. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that. Zentrix? Yeah. I want it to be Zentrix, but it's not.
1: And then there's Tess after that?
0: It could be X entris X. Okay. Anyway. I slept near my girlfriend's mother and girlfriend said I crossed the line. Mm. A few weeks ago, I came to my girlfriend's city without telling her because she was having college exams and I didn't want to stress her out. Since I don't have a place to stay, I tried to stay with her mom at her place. At this Tried time, to. Tried to. At this time, her mom had moved out of their house because she had a huge fight with her husband. I stayed in her place for a week or more. I had my own room, but I was feeling very lonely there. So I went to her mother and asked her if I could sleep near her. She said it was okay. It was hot that night, and I politely asked her if I could take my shirt off to sleep, and she said yes. So I slept in underwear. Now my girlfriend found out about this and it's f- and is freaking out, saying I crossed the line, and my behavior was really weird and inappropriate. Her parents are very conservative and religious. I didn't think this was a bad thing. Did I really cross the line? What should I do to fix this? Hmm. Yeah. Sticky situation
1: okay I feel for you it yeah. sounds like um, you really didn't think that you were doing something wrong and uh, to find out afterwards that somebody had an expectation that you weren't aware of that can be um, yeah uh, upsetting you feel like you're you're stuck and there's nothing you can do um, I hear all of that Uh p- Probably, for most people, this is crossing the line and uh, makes them really uncomfortable. And I think the best thing you can do is express that you want to not cross lines. I mean, if, it's, if this is something that you feel is an important freedom for you to have to be able to like sleep next to a girlfriend's mom, like to have that kind of openness and, and freedom with all people or with her family... Then maybe you express that and a difference in each of your boundaries and comfort with your interactions with other people ends this relationship. You just find out that, okay, we have incompatible wants. Um, But if this isn't something that you feel like you needed to do or you need to be able to do in the future, you can make a promise to not do this in the future and ask for – I imagine if this was a surprise, there would be other things that um, she could have uh, unspoken – boundaries about or just things that she assumes you wouldn't do that might also surprise you. And you should ask for a more exhaustive list because you care about her and don't want to upset her like this again.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So I think that um, along those lines, you should find out for her specifically why this was so problematic. Um, I happen to agree with her, so I'm going to tread carefully. I think this is bizarre and most people, like Rob said, would find this to be a bizarre behavior. Um, and I think it's really important to say that um, because potentially,
1: potentially. Why is it, it could... bizarre? Can, can you just.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, pot- yeah, let me, let me finish that okay, thought okay. and I'll go there. Thanks for flagging that. So um, to me, this, potentially illuminates a blind spot that you have that is not your fault about what is appropriate behavior with parents. I don't know what's in your history. I don't know what your relationship is like with your mother and father and your family members and your girlfriend. Um, But this might be something to discuss and think about. And if you're comfortable, compare to your peers what was normal, what wasn't. So because a lot of times things that happen in our household, we kind of just accept because we grew up in that culture or, you know, this is what my family does. This is – we we assume this is the predominant way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And then something like this happens where someone else has a completely different value system and it directly conflicts with that. So I would, with a very gentle – comb, go through some of your past experiences in your early family life and try to see what might be creating this blind spot for you. The reason to me this feels very bizarre, um, I don't have the kind of relationship with my parents or other people's parents or adults that are like across a generation from me where I would be that intimate, not only as intimate as just the clothing that you were wearing when you slept to, in the same bed, but just the practice of sleeping in the same bed or maybe even in the same room for some people. And maybe some people might even think it was weird for you guys to be alone in the same house. So everyone draws that line somewhere different.
1: Do you think that would be weird for them to be alone in the same house? No. No. No,
0: no, I don't, but someone else so, might. Right, sure. And I think it's interesting that they pointed out that they, the parents are conservative and religious. Um, and to be honest, I, if I were this girlfriend, I don't know who I would be more concerned about their behavior, my mom or you. Right. Because to me, this is problematic on both levels. The mom should have said no. Keep your shirt on. No, the mom should have said, I'm not comfortable. Okay. Sorry, I'm in my like focus mode here. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. Always, always a good time (laughs) to throw a joke in. Always
1: throwing a gag, okay.
0: Always throwing a gag. I think it's so important. Um, Even if it crosses the line. (laughs) So maybe this is an elaborate gag. Um, But yeah, I think the mother should have anticipated that this was not appropriate. Not only based on the fact that you're dating her daughter, but you know- Other factors, maybe the age gap, maybe her emotional status at that time. And so maybe both of you were a little blinded by your loneliness. Um, And I don't think it's wrong at all to crave that human contact. But considering considering the relationship that you guys have, even though it's, you know, on the way to familial, is not. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of situations where... Um, that kind of relationship crosses over into something sexual. And I know that that probably wasn't your intention. But in the girlfriend's mind, it's not appropriate, because you guys are in a relationship. And so presumably, you have an agreement that you're not going to sleep in another woman's bed. So I think it's 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 bizarre on that front and then it's also bizarre because it's her mom.
1: Yeah, even if you had an agreement that allowed you to sleep with other people, uh, there's probably implicit or explicit in that agreement that not my parents. <laughs> Wouldn't be my parents. Right. <laughs> but that would <laughs> be too complicated parent. for me compared to your old friend from high school or something.
0: Yeah. But you know, all of this being said, there are so, there are so many different practices across cultures, across families where um you know different things different things are the norm
1: i think it's um the motivation being loneliness and sleeping in the bed with her mom because you were lonely makes it uh more painful more suspicious Mm. for her that um that you guys were in the same room together if You had asked to talk late at night because you were having a breakdown or something and she came out to the kitchen and the two of you um, had some milk and cookies and (laughs) held each other's hands or even cried on each other's shoulders. Or just had a hug, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. had a hug. Um, There could be some comforting, um, some affection, just like helping each other with each other's loneliness that could be maybe unusual but um, appropriate or kind or wholesome feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think because – people have sex in the bedroom and people in a sleepy state are often less like guarded, less um, considerate about what their standards and and morals should be. And sometimes like your body is just like people move in their sleep. Yeah, it's proximity. You you get turned on while you're asleep that all of that means that for her and her, your your girlfriend's um, understanding is like that's something that you share with people that you have sexual relationships with and not. With others, and I do want to acknowledge that there is a lot of variety in where people draw that line. Some families kiss each other on the mouth. Other people would think that'd be so weird if you kissed, uh, if if your partner kissed your parents on the mouth. But um, you know, for some people, that's like, oh, that doesn't only belong in the realm of uh, sexual relationships. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you you gotta. If, if it's true, like, do some examination in yourself. Was there any part of you that this loneliness, was there sexual attraction to the mom that uh, you were unconsciously motivated by or, like, was part of your motivation? And then you're like, oh, well, I have this good enough reason that it's hot, and so, like, I'll, I'll lean into that in order to get close to the mom. Um, and if that was part of it... Uh, I don't know. Do you think it's better for him to come clean and, and say that? Does that necessarily end <laughs> things anyway?
0: Wow, that's a big question. I did not see that one coming. Um, if they are, what if he does a gut check and he's like attracted to the? Mob, he's
1: like, yeah, I, I was lonely, and part of that loneliness was horniness or attraction, or I don't know. Just she and was she there. Reminded and,
0: me of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm, okay. The only way I can really answer this question is trying to imagine myself in this scenario mm-hmm. as the girlfriend, what would I think? If if I was dating someone and they were staying in the house with my mom and they slept in my mom's bed, ah, you know, I always think honesty is the best policy. And if she doesn't like the fact that you did this and then maybe did this and had those feelings, like she's allowed to not like that. And so I always think that honesty is the best policy. He
1: seems surprised by this though like um and like he in his mind was taking every precaution by like asking if it would be okay to take off his shirt and those things like that he's aware that there's some uh that he's approaching a boundary but that he's in in his mind he's like on the right side of it and then was surprised by this person's so
0: yeah and and i think this moves into the discussion of how to fix it which is you may not be able to yeah you may have irreparably crossed a line this would be weird for me if if uh, my boyfriend slept in a bed with my mom. Like that would sure. be weird because it, it would indicate, especially
1: okay. right after your parents had had a fight <laughs> and were yeah. separated temporarily. Well, that to all me, makes it seem like
0: it would make me wonder what are the other blind spots? What are the other differences between us that might be um, irrevocable? Yeah. Um, but it depends.
1: But also, but like you said, might be a bigger issue for her and her mom that she just doesn't have the focus to deal with your side of it right now or like this is more devastating because of their relationship history and this is also mm-hmm. getting wrapped mm-hmm. up with you because right. it could feel like she's really betrayed by her mom in this case. and
0: Right. They could have a history of some kind of cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think – don't be too hard on yourself, Be, but be honest and let her decide if she's willing to, um, you know, move forward from this or not. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay you, that you made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all can only act on things that we know and are conscious of and try to do our best and obviously... And
1: to learn from it.
0: Yeah, and to learn from it. And you were obviously having a tough time and in pain and were feeling vulnerable and sought comfort in the way that you thought would be best. Um, You may, but yeah, you may not be able to fix this. But the pathway to fixing it, I think, is being open and honest. Because again, if you aren't, if you withhold details from her and then down the road things come out, then you're really going to be fucked. Yeah. It's, then At that point, it's strike two. Right. And then you're having this conversation again and you're going, well, why didn't we fix this the first time? Why wasn't this all on the table? And then there are exacerbated trust issues. So I think that you can fix it if there's the possibility of reestablishing trust between you. Um, so feel around for that. Mm-hmm. Ask her, can you trust me? What, what can I do to help you be able to trust me in the future? Um, you know maybe there's a period of things being a little bit more in closer contact to so that you can both feel a little bit more secure that like you know she knows what you're doing and who you're with but then that those boundaries relax again once uh she can trust you but if they don't if then this sparks needing a lot more contact with no uh relenting or sign of, okay, she's starting to trust me again. Those boundaries are loosening. Then maybe you have, again, irrevocably um, lost her trust. Yeah. Which is a possibility. And that's okay. Maybe this isn't the right relationship for you guys to be in right now. Right. Yeah. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. It's it's really vulnerable for you to write in with this in a public forum. And I, I really hope that we were able to help you Understand it better and think about it in a way that where you can have a little bit uh, maybe more empathy for your girlfriend's perspective and and maybe a little bit more empathy for yourself.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So should we take one more relatively quick one? It's
1: got to be fast.
0: Got to be fast. Here we go.
1: I'm going to give a one word answer. Okay.
0: (laughs) That might be tough. Reddit user TPW2GM asks, what does it mean when girls say you must get all the girls in a somewhat sarcastic tone? As a somewhat quiet 18-year-old male, I've recently noticed that when talking to girls around my age who I wouldn't, if not for a mutual friend or relation of some kind, friend, sister, cousin, daughter, a family friend, they often say this. And I'm confused on its meaning because it seems like they're shitting on me, even though they're otherwise quite friendly. Any ideas on what this means? You must get all the girls.
1: Uh, I don't read that tone. It, it, I'm... Are, are these women that might be interested in him or are they like Girls much older? my age. Yeah, around who his I age. I
0: wouldn't talk. Yeah. It seems like it's probably someone that they're maybe interested in.
1: I'm thinking these peers. are people that uh, are worried about uh, thinking that they're special to him hmm. and that he's a player and that he's just got like really charming moves and that they'll think that uh, they have like a special connection with him in some form and he uh, – is using the same lines, having the same types of conversations with 10 other people that day.
0: I had not even thought about that angle. I totally thought, yeah, they're kind of like shitting on him, but it may be in a teasing way. It's It doesn't necessarily negative, Yeah. but I didn't think of that particular um, interpretation.
1: That's how I've read it when people have said things like that to me.
0: To me, that would sound like, okay, so then this kind of depends. That If I were trying to imply that the way I would yeah. say it was, oh, you must get all the girls.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you probably you say that all to all the, the girls, girls, or you're probably really popular with the ladies, or
0: versus like you must get all the girls
1: sarcastically, like, and it's
0: emphasizing you, like you, based uh-huh. on this behavior that you're exhibiting, which is unattractive to me. Wow, that must that must really knock everyone's socks off. So,
1: what is the things that he's saying before he gets that response?
0: I think yeah, I think he has to pay attention to when is this coming up. Is he saying something How offensive saying or? Or is he revealing himself as being quiet and shy and maybe somewhat socially awkward?
1: That was in moments that I felt that way. People don't make fun of me for being bad with girls (laughs) (laughs) unless these people are assholes. That just doesn't seem like a uh, common response to somebody who's like already uncomfortable with themselves. Oh, let's tease him about how he's undesirable (laughs) to his, (laughs) his preferred sex.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's I think it may still be a positive kind of teasing flirtation. Like, for example, let's say he uh, wears dorky socks. Mm-hmm. You point that out and you go, oh, you must get all the girls with those socks. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's still like a criticism. It's still saying, like, those are some really dorky socks. And I've you, I've said things like this, you know, probably those are people really dorky socks. With
1: undue confidence or cockiness. Right. Like that are that you can afford to knock down a peg, not people that like ah, need a little bit of help that you want to be more gentle with because you can tell that they're like afraid of the people around them.
0: I actually think it's kind of irrelevant to that. Huh.
1: I okay. think it's just
0: trying to raise you up to be like sort of, uh, you know, it's like a, a, a little like teasing insult, almost like a, not really a neg because it's it. it I hope it's not about something that's, like, really fundamental to their character. But, like, I would say that maybe if I was trying to um, sort of uh, flirtatiously – yeah, I don't – I'm a flirtatious insulter, I guess. I'm one of those people. I'm, like, a I mock-er. get the sense that
1: these women are interested and yeah. are uh, testing him, pushing him, seeing how he deals with being teased, tussling.
0: Tussling. yeah. Yeah. So what I would do if I were you is pay attention to, yes, they may be shitting on you, but see if you can assess what is their actual intent beneath that. Mm -hmm. Are they shitting on you to hurt you? Probably not. Possibly. Or are they shitting on you to kind of engage in this play fight? Mm -hmm. this flirtatious like you know punch you in the arm kind of thing where it's like they want your attention and sometimes they're going to get that attention by insulting you in a playful way Mm -hmm. so um i think there is an implication that they want to be gotten by you in some way Mm -hmm. so try responding with something that kind of plays on that and ups the ante uh, I, I can't think of necessarily an example of like what's something that I would be like, ooh, if I heard it in response. I could, you, like, you could be like,
1: he's agreeing with the sentiment, and you could say, be like, what?
0: Yeah, you could be like, yeah, I get it. if if it okay. So say let's say he's wearing like dorky argyle socks.
1: Okay, and I bet you get all says, the girls with those socks.
0: All the girls at the bowling lanes, you know something okay. that something that agrees with them, and but also says like, and I'm confident about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You don't really want to say like, "Yes, I get all the girls. I've had sex five times last week." (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Um, But
1: said the right way, just about any line can work. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) you could. You might. That line might work if you said it (laughs) in the (laughs) right cadence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could also, if you if the stakes are low in a situation and you just really want to know what she meant, you could really just be like, "What did you mean by that?" Yeah in a, in a not aggressive way but you're saying mm-hmm. you know i hear that line a lot and i'm having trouble understanding what it means in certain to contexts to be
1: honest with you i struggle with my interactions with women and people keep making this assumption about me <laughs> can you explain <laughs> that that might be the most really charming thing them you could in their say <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and then you're then you're like on the level then you're mm-hmm. having a real conversation about it then you're it. in there you're in there it may put them off but like that's why i said do it in a low do it with someone where you're like uh
1: well, this won't happens make or all break the time me. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> But, yeah, they're probably flirting with you. They're probably playing with you. But, yeah, they may be pointing out real things that they don't like about you. Mm-hmm. That's also true.
1: Yeah, they might not like who they imagine you are because they recognize that they kind of like you. And uh, they're protecting themselves by, like, imagining flaws in your character that they can point out and convince or, themselves. what.
0: Yeah, or they like you, but they would like you better if you weren't wearing those stupid, dorky bowling socks. Oh sometimes it's pointing out things that they want to change about you
1: and they're seeing if they can gain some ground that way if they can control you and they probably want you to resist they they think that they want you
0: to change, change the, the socks, socks
1: <laughs> but what they really want is for you to like the socks enough
0: and make them cool like be to, like yeah i love them i'm to, sticking with them to
1: be like well some people have bad taste i, I can't blame you for <laughs> your color blindness or whatever just like to stand yeah. tall in their socks yeah. Stay true to their values, and then that'll make you even more maddeningly attractive to them.
0: Agree. Agree. Cool. Yeah. I would love for you to collect some data on this and get back to us.
1: Yeah. Please tell us Get all. Go out means. there.
0: Go get all the girls. Yeah. Report back.
1: <laughs> Send us some pics while you're at it.
0: <laughs> but make sure if they're nudes, just face put, nudes pics. In the, in the, put nudes in the subject line. Okay. Just do us a if, favor.
1: If it's going to be nudes... Yeah, uh, this might not make sense to you if you're only listening to this question. We had a previous person ask us about posting nudes on Reddit, and so that's why we were saying this. We're we invited
0: just... them to send us their nudes.
1: Yeah, and so Again. we're doing it to you too. Please, because it was appropriate in that conversation, and maybe why not, not? In
0: this one? Why not?
1: <sighs> okay, Morgan, another that's it. hard day's work. Another hard day's work. Us. Another good milking episode. out the advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: hope hope you enjoyed suckling on our advice teat.
1: Mm-hmm. I always do.
0: Yeah. Hope you got some good milk, some actionable milk.
1: It's warmer than you expect. Like pee <laughs> You can put cucumbers you on your eyes <laughs> yeah.
0: and then drink our warm milk.
1: <laughs> cucumber milk. My favorite kind.
0: <laughs> that sounds kind of good in a weird yeah. way. Cucumber milk? Yeah. I feel like it's something that would serve at like a super fancy hotel, like a super yeah. trendy hotel. Yeah. Try our basin of c- cucumber milk while you wait.
1: It's like out of a hollowed out cucumber they make into kind of a champagne flute of milk (laughs) delicious and there's a little
0: pink flower as a an accent
1: oh that's good
0: i think so visually it just brings you there Mm -hmm. yeah all
1: All right. right guys good night sleep tight be good to each other. Keep t- staying safe and healthy out there. Yeah. And
0: let us know if you have any questions you want us to answer on the air. You can email us at freeadvicepodcast at gmail.com. That's free
1: advice podcast at gmail.com.
0: See you on episode 68. 68. <laughs> 60 68. <taste>.
1: <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>